Okay, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Yoga Academy podcast. Before we dive into the episode today, Summer and I have an exciting announcement that we have a 200-hour yoga teacher training coming up this January. It will be held locally here in South Florida in West Palm Beach. However, it is also available to be streamed online via Zoom. It will be held over nine weekends. And if you're looking to get certified in vinyasa yoga, then this training just might be for you. There's a link in the show notes below to be able to be on the first to know list and to receive a discount when registration and applications are being accepted and goes live. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at hello at nextlevelyogaacademy.com. And we look forward to hosting this training. We hope you'll join us. Enjoy today's episode of the show. Peace. Okay, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Yoga Academy podcast. Today, we're talking about how to create vinyasa yoga sequences for your classes. We are streaming this live today on Instagram, this live training, and we're also streaming it in our Facebook Yoga Teacher Empowerment Community. Um, if you're hearing this on the podcast, I'm assuming you follow it on uh, follow us on Instagram. If you don't, please go over there and do so. Got a lot of fun content out there um, on Instagram working on TikTok and you know, all the things. So, but today we're talking about how to create uh, vinyasa yoga sequences for your classes. So first and foremost, when I think about creating sequences, um, you know, and we'll do some Q&A on this stuff if you're doing, if you're on Instagram live, if you want to hang out till the end, we'll do some Q&A on this um, or on anything you want to talk about. But how to create vinyasa sequences, the first thing I think about is like, what is the big picture and the message that I want to uh, have for the class, right? So what's the big picture? If I'm thinking about theming a class specifically on, let's just, for just an example, for lack of a, lack of a better term, uh, of, of a better um, thing, I would say, let's say we're gonna do side bodies. Like I wanna open up the side bodies, right? So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna think about, I'm gonna have in my mind this big vision. Okay, that's where I wanna be at the, at the end of the experience when we get to Sabasana, I want everybody to feel like their side bodies are open. Or I want to feel like everybody's hips are open, whatever it might be. If it's a physical, um, a physical thing that we're working on, and maybe you're working something, uh, working on something energetically, where it's uh, I want to work on something like uh, you know a specific chakra, or I want to work on um, specific energy lines and meridians. If you're into that, um, so that's the first thing I want to think about is like what's the big picture of of why I'm creating the class, right? And so when I have the big picture noted, like okay. I'm doing, I'm really feeling like grounding and root chakra, right? We're going to use that. Okay, great. So I want to create a sequence, number one, that resonates with me. Something that I know that I can teach confidently um, because I'm actively practicing the poses or the messages that I want to share. So if I'm actively practicing the shapes, if I'm act actively engaging in the messaging, um, in my daily life, then I know that I'll be able to create the sequence without a whole lot of resistance because I'm already doing these things. I'm already talking about grounding, centering, calming breath, maybe using different breath techniques along with the shapes that we're creating. And I'll create the sequences uh, with, you know, grounding, grounding poses, thinking Dandasana, thinking uh, mountain pose, uh, tree pose, shapes that are grounding, right? Root chakra. So does the sequence resonate with me? If it does, great. Then I can use that 
and um, it'll be a lot easier for me to build the poses around a, a theme or a message that I am already resonating with. So does the flow and does the messaging, right, the poses you want to teach, the theme that you're creating in your mind, does it resonate with what you're talking about? If it doesn't, for an example, as uh, would say, it's like, oh, I, I need to create a power flow for my Tuesday class, but you're not actually practicing any power yoga stuff. That's going to be really hard to create a fun sequence and get excited about it when you're not actually practicing it. So have the classes that you teach resonate with what you're thinking, feeling, and what you're actually doing in your personal practice. Makes everything flow a lot easier. Number two is do the poses fit the vibe of the group? Do the poses fit the vibe of the group? If you want to create the a root chakra flow, like we're talking about here for our example today, if you want to create that and you're teaching at a gym and the gym doesn't really, you know, we're not at the spiritual center, we're at the gym, um, maybe you can teach the root chakra flow just like you would at a studio, but maybe the messaging and the wording is a little bit different. You can have the same poses. But maybe you're just going to switch the words around so that the people at the gym can really feel um, connected to you. Because if you're talking, if you're teaching a sequence and you're using words and articulating um, poses um, and cueing them and using verbiage that they cannot, the students cannot resonate with, they're not going to understand it. They're going to feel like it's too much and it's not. It's not hitting for them. So you want to make sure your verbiage and your lingo, however you want to say it, is connected to the audience. The poses can be the same poses. It's not what you say. It's how, well, it is. But you know that saying, it's like, not, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's that, it, that theory that works in, in yoga a lot. I've taught the same exact poses in different places. Uh, in different, you know, different studios, based on the vibe and the group, I'm able to just change the verbiage around, and that will resonate a little bit more. Or you can change some of the poses, right? You have like a core foundation of the flow. You have a core foundation of the sequence you'd like to create, and maybe at one place um, they're not as advanced, or they're or they're more advanced, and you need to either pump it up a little bit or slow it down a little bit. So be able to do that. So you don't have to recreate the entire flow, right? So when you're building the sequence, you build a good foundation and then you can just pick and choose inserting uh, and taking out different parts of it um, that maybe make sense at one group that wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense at a different group. So just consider that when you're building your sequences. Like you don't always have to recreate it from scratch. If you have a good foundational flow, that just needs that maybe we can insert this root chakra stuff, uh, verbiage and a few extra poses, you know, subtracting and adding them in, you can still keep the same core flow. So know that too. You don't always have to create it from scratch. Uh, number three is I, we already kind of talked about this, but are there specific words or messaging that you want to incorporate? And it could go beyond just your typical, uh, you know, 
inhale your arms up, you know, exhale your arms down, you know, walk your back foot up, tuck your hip, reach your fingers forward, you know, those kind of like, you know, cues as you're, as you're going through your sequence. Well, when you're talking about messaging, I always like to think like in my personal life, what am I currently doing? What, what's resonating for me? Like, where am I at? You know, if I'm journaling a lot about uh, alignment, um, connection, community, if I'm journaling about those things, like those things are probably coming out in my in my classes. They're probably just coming out naturally. But if you're having a specific theme or a specific sequence that you're creating, then um, you want to add a little bit extra into it. And so you ha might have to take a little bit of time, right, to put some work into it and see what exactly it is that you'd like to share about and allow the messaging to come from within. So that's super important is that the messaging that we're going to have for our classes when we're creating sequences is not messaging that's just like something we grabbed off of Pinterest really fast and just throw it in there. Don't do that. Don't do that. If the messaging is resonating with you, then yes, but just don't share something random for the sake of sharing something random that sounds like it'd be a good idea because there's not like a whole lot of connection um, behind it. Let it come from within you. And if you don't have anything within you, if like, I don't really know what to say. Like, I don't really know like what I'm making the sequence. Like I got the poses down, but I don't really know what to say. That's going to like tie it up like a nice big bow and make it pretty. Well, take that sequence and Google something. Sure. But don't just insert it right away. Take, take a few minutes or an hour or whatever it is. Listen to something. YouTube it. Find a few, find a blog, find someone that's like an inspirational team. Like who do you, you know, who do you turn to that's your, your teacher, right? What are they listening to? You know, where, or can you just listen to them specifically and draw some, you know, some insight and inspiration from them? Cause that's going to resonate with you. And when it really resonates, it comes out differently. When it resonates with you, when you're creating the sequence, it's going to come out differently. There's going to be a different level of excitement. There's going to be a different level of connection. And so really let the messaging resonate with you before you just start sharing it out. That works for me. Lastly, if you're teaching vinyasa yoga, I would nine out of 10 times, I would say you have some sort of there's music that comes along with it to enhance the quality of the experience. So what kind of playlist can you create to enhance the sequence? The playlist is essential, in my opinion. I've taught a lot of yoga classes over the years, a lot without music and a lot with music. And I know personally that the classes that have music as an enhancing component um, hit a little bit different. Not that the other ones are bad. They're just different. So... If you have a class that has a playlist, then really take some time to either make the playlist and make sure it matches the vibe of the class or find a playlist that matches the vibe of the class. I always like to think about when I'm making the playlist, it's like, um, you know, you ride the wave, you know, like a, when you when you walk into an empty yoga room, an empty yoga studio, it's like you're the, you know, you're the you're the the conductor like you can pull all the strings right and you have in the audience that comes and they slowly fill in they start you know the students come and they fill up the space it's like 
okay, I know this person likes this kind of, um, I know my audience. Like I know like, okay, the, this group, as it's filling up the, the yoga studio, it's like, there's a core group of people that probably come regularly. Then there's going to be some randoms that come every once in a while. And then there's going to be some new people, right? And when you're teaching to the whole group, it's like, okay, I have my poses that I like to share. I have my sequence that I like to share today. I have the music that I like to share today. And I know that these people that usually come to this experience, like this is the vibe that we usually have. And so I always like to really feel the energy of the group from that class. And then I use that momentum in the next one. Right. And if you try a new playlist and it's a dud or a song specifically, this doesn't, it doesn't hit whatever. It's not a huge deal at the end of the day. It's just not, it's not. So let it, let it go and then try it again next time. You know, you can always just delete, just like the yoga flow. You don't have to change the whole entire playlist. You can just delete one or two songs and put two, one or two new ones in there. You know, try that at first instead of recreating everything from scratch every time. Cause that is exhausting. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's really exhausting. So what kind of playlist can you create to enhance the experience? <clears throat> so just to recap these kind of things that we're talking about today on how to create your yoga sequences for vinyasa is like, you know, what's the big picture? You know, what's the big picture? Like, how do I, what specific target am I talking about today in my class? And um, how do I want my students to feel when we leave? So we have that. Then does the sequence resonate with you personally? Create something from within you that actually, that feels good for you. So that you know you can share it and that you don't have to, it doesn't come off as phony or it doesn't come off as forced. It comes right off authentic. Does the poses fit the vibe of the group? Does the group that we're teaching to in this moment, like, are we all on the same page? Does this feel right? Uh, are there specific words or messagings that you want to incorporate? And then the music, you know, if the music component is part of your teaching. And I always like to remember these couple things. These are these are essential for me, um, especially when I'm talking to you know mentees and new yoga teachers. Is uh, always remember that when you're creating sequences, um, have it as like three three to five poses max on one side on the right side before you switch over to the left side. Three is a solid number. Three feels good. Uh, five is like the most I would recommend before you switching over to the other side. Um, you know, with the vinyasa in between, if that's what you do, or you just come back to standing and do the other side, however you break it up, the three to five poses on one side and then do the other. It makes it easier for you. So you don't have to remember as much at one time. And also it's just like, if you're doing like, let's just say three balance poses in a row, like that's a lot on one leg. Like that's, and that's good. You know, if you're doing a lunge flow, if you did a high lunge and then, you know, a hamstring stretch, like a half split, and then even like a, you know, high lunge, a twist, or a, a deeper, like one balance pose from there, like a little fly, you know, that's, that's good. Three, flow it out and do the other side. So just keep it simple at first, especially, um, and keep it, keep it safe. Three to five is a good number. Make sure that you have options for beginners when you're creating your sequencing. Like, okay, do I have an, enough options like, um, for the beginner? Because if all beginners show up to this class or like a group of beginners that I wasn't expecting today, um, can I still teach the flow that I've designed? And so sometimes you have to throw the whole flow out the window and pause that for another week because the group doesn't show up that you think's coming. But this is part of doing your homework and kind of knowing your audience. That does happen every once in a while. But if you show up and really know your audience, you're going to be able to create something for them because you'll have been around them.
You know, unless it's a brand new studio, then you got to figure it out. You know, start super basic and then build it. But keep your options for beginners always. Always have them in mind. I always, always, always have the beginner in mind um, with my verbiage and with the flow that I'm creating. Um, make sure, and then number three would be, you know, the counter pose of a, of a shape, right? Have the counter pose less intense than the preceding pose. Counter pose is less intense. And then, you know, having your framework, you know, if you're teaching a 60 minute yoga class, you know, have your clock, you know, you have your watch, have your flow, time it out, practice it. And just keep in mind, you know, the first, you know, five to 10, five minutes is grounding. The next five minutes is just kind of moving around. And you got 30 minutes or so of like, you know, more energy, flowing shapes, poses, you know, balancing poses, standing poses, back bends towards the end. Then you have your seat, you know, that's like 30 minute chunk. You got five or 10 minutes of seated poses winding down. Then you have five or 10 minutes of on your back and savasana. That works for me. That's like a standard 60 minute kind of flow, you know, give and take. And you know, that's why I say five or 10 minutes just depends on what the vibe of the group is and the flow you've created. But have like a, a general outline in your mind of like these poses, this flow is going to take this amount of time and practice it yourself. Like practice it yourself. This is part of your work, you know, is practicing it yourself at home. And, uh, you know, you don't have to say the words out loud if you're confident in the words you're saying. Just practice the flow as as if it was being taught to you. Um, and then use it. Use it. So that's what I like to do. Those Those are things that work for me. And I've known that it's worked for a lot of the mentees that I have uh, is I've shared these messages. We've built classes and they work. They work. So that's what I have for you today, my friends. That's what I have for you today is how to create vinyasa yoga sequences. That's kind of like my template. We didn't talk about like specific poses and like, okay, you know, first we do, you know, cat, cow, side, side, twist, twist, lunge, vinyasa, you know, Surya Namaskar A, B, then the side series, then the seated poses. We didn't do any of that today. That wasn't about like building a set. seat. That wasn't about building the flow. This is about just being the creative elements that go behind the scenes, right? This is with, uh, you know, um, the, I guess the, I'm assuming that you know a lot of different poses that you can insert in here. Um, if you go on through teacher training, you obviously, you have a, you have a set of shapes that you can use. You know, it's like, and then how do you put them into the mix? You know, so, and those are the, these are the ways that I go through putting them into the mix. So, so I hope this was helpful for you today. I hope you found some value. And if you did, if you're on the live stream, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your comments and your nice words. Um, if you are listening on recording and on a podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hope you got a lot of value out of this today. And it's always fun to share these kind of things with all of you. So, I'm going to sign off on the podcast. And if anybody has any uh, questions on the live streams, feel free to stick around and ask any questions. And we'll post this up on the podcast ASAP. And thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated always. And have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Well, that's what it is today. August 4th, 2022. Peace, friends.